and welcome to Charts and Hearts. I'm Sarah, and she's Lindsay. And together, we're working our way through an epic list of rom-coms in order to find and categorize tropes in the hopes of creating the nerdiest spreadsheet podcasts have ever seen. And today, it doesn't really fit with Star Wars, but it's got Natalie Portman in it, <laughs> and Lindsay never seen it, so we're doing 2004's Garden State. Oof. Yep. So yep, you yep. you had seen this before. I had seen, seen this it. many times. Like I own the DVD mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with the soundtrack in 2004. Like 2005. most people, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it was one of those things that like you felt so indie for mm-hmm. liking this movie and then it's not that. Yeah. No. Well then yep, yep. the OC came out. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, used literally every mm-hmm. single one of these songs. Yeah. And like did kind of the same thing of like made like broke out a lot of indie stars, mm-hmm. but then they become less indie by... Yeah. Yeah. Basically invented the indie pop genre. Exactly. Or, yeah. like, not invented it, but, like, invented yeah, like, the concept of, like, something is both indie and extremely popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was one yeah. of the songs, Orange Sky, which I love, mm-hmm. they couldn't put on the soundtrack because it had already been licensed to the OC. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was very much the same time frame. Yeah. And kind of the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. like even Coldplay is in the mm. OC, which mm-hmm. it should not have been. Like 2004 Coldplay is not indie. Like, no. <laughs> nope. 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 But, you know, as I was just telling Lindsay, having this soundtrack in my life did uh, revitalize my love for Simon and Garfunkel, and that mm-hmm. is never a bad thing. No. And I feel like there were other bands that I sort of like discovered through like sort of like that second hand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any of them right now, but like yeah, just other music. And also this was really like the easiest and only exposure that we had in Canada especially to like American indie music. Like we had our own stuff and I discovered that mostly through like CBC Radio 3 at like around the same time. But like in terms of getting exposure until it came on like pop radio here, we yeah. didn't really have an easy way to like have access to stuff like this kind of music until stuff like Garden State and the OC. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember downloading yeah. all of the songs mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the OC and making my own mixes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many. Um, but, like, at that point, too, I didn't know who the bands were. Yeah. I just downloaded the one song that was oh, in yeah, the OC, see, like, right? Like, it's, it's not I would like end I up... downloaded all of the Shins album or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I would end up doing, like, more stuff. And, like, lots of acts. I guess it wasn't just Simon and Garfunkel, too. Like, Nick Drake was like mm. had been around for a long time iron and wine had been like you know so there was stuff yeah. in here that's on the garden state soundtrack at least that like i'd heard of before but well, like yeah because just zach braff wrote the script with the soundtrack like he the soundtrack yeah. was a part of the script when he yeah so like gave none of around. the music was new yeah. yeah yeah but it was like for some of the older stuff like the simon and garfunkel stuff like my parents thought it was hilarious oh was, yeah like, of course so yeah. into it but mm-hmm. like the same thing happened when reality bites came out which is like almost 10 years before this and the big song in that was my sharona and like my sharona was like a number one hit again yeah oh yeah and my dad thought that was hysterical Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) he's like it's not a very good song i was like i know but it's so catchy yeah well that's (laughs) the exact same thing that happened with glee especially with yeah totally like when they did old and stuff like fleetwood mac Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. carol king and yeah. yeah yeah no for sure so it's just i don't know it's like the same thing over and over and over again um but this felt like Maybe, like, a more 
polished version of it just because it was like somebody who was already pretty famous natalie portman was pretty famous by the time she was in Mm -hmm. this like yeah but yeah 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 um, other than the soundtrack (laughs) it's uh not very good um yeah i mean there's there's some good moments for sure but Mm -hmm. yeah and it's definitely like i get the point of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. his journey but i'm just like i've seen this journey yeah a million times yeah, in mostly gender reversed on the Hallmark Channel. Yes, yeah, because yeah, if like a woman actor of like Zach Braff's level like wanted to get a movie like this made, it wouldn't have no like with this plot with her playing Zach Braff. And, no, like, not I don't at even all. No, yeah, some like I don't I can't even imagine who it would be, but yeah, like it just it never would have gotten made, or if it had gotten made, oh, I guess one example would be there's this. Katie Holmes movie where she like tries to make Thanksgiving dinner for her family and her mom's died or something. And like, nobody's seen it. It was like a really small movie, but it was, and she, she wasn't like the creator or anything of it, but it was just like, she was doing this indie movie and like, it didn't get bought by Miramax. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like the gender swapped of this is just like half of the Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. movies, yeah. right? I mm-hmm. mean, maybe with slightly less tragic backstory and like less good soundtrack, but that's oh more, yeah, definitely. The soundtrack is more but... of a budget thing mm-hmm. than a yeah creative decision for yeah. Hallmark Channel movies. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay, what were your thoughts? Well, my first thought was that there was some exciting racism in the beginning, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then there was some horrible use of the R word just continuously oh, yeah. throughout the entire movie. And yeah. then in the trivia, they were like, they premiered it at a, an event for disabled people, and they were concerned about, like, they felt awkward about it. And I was like, well, then maybe maybe you shouldn't yeah. have used that word. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so much, and I just cringed every single time. And I was like, I really like I feel fondly towards Zach Braff. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. Scrubs. I really enjoyed the podcast during the pandemic, and now I'm like, really like think so much less yeah. of you questioning for your doing judgment. that yeah. like what like, <laughs> it it felt but the thing is it, it's hard and like we had this conversation in our book club about like that was how people like this mm-hmm. talked in 2004 i know not saying it was good but that like it felt real yeah and so in 2004 it was very much a case of these people are kind of terrible humans yes as a collective group like yes. all of the younger like characters all of them yeah well and also his dad is like a demonic human being mm-hmm. yeah, well it was yeah, the like, um the power of the ring turned him if, yeah demonic. exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i didn't realize until this watching of the movie no yeah no i was like staring at him and was, was like Holm. i'm pretty sure this is Ian Holm. <laughs> just like yeah. staring at him the entire time and I'm like yeah no this is Ian Holm. yeah so if you haven't seen it for a long time like i did not re- like i remembered that he um, so his mom dies and he goes home and the reason his mom died is because she was a paraplegic and she drowned in the bathtub, which like, where was his dad? Mm-hmm. And the reason she was a paraplegic was because he, when he was like nine, he got angry with his mom and shoved her and she tripped on like the open dishwasher and broke her neck, um, which is like a horrible thing yeah. for a nine year old to go through. Horrible. But his dad, instead of as a his dad's a psychiatrist and instead of like getting him therapy just puts him on lots of like anti-anger drugs yeah Yeah. and then 
like wonders why his dad why his kid is estranged from him for the next yeah 15 exactly. years like yeah and like he they yeah. keep talking about like he, they sent him to boarding school at 16 and he mm-hmm. hasn't been home since i'm like but doesn't christmas exist like it was well they were jewish so that's true but still christmas yeah. break exists just so yeah. he just stayed home and like all summers it seems extreme and like a weird plot hole, yeah maybe he like went to Maybe there was, like, summer programs or camps Maybe. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because if it was, like, a boarding school for, like, troubled youth. Troubled youth. Like, that's true. Yeah. 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 So then he goes off and is, like, an actor in L.A. And then he comes home for his funeral. And then instead of spending any time with his family at all, he, like, reconnects with some burner stoner kids from high school mm-hmm. and goes on adventures and meets Natalie Portman. The manic pixiest of manic pixie dream Holy girls. shit. Like, well, God. until we get to Elizabethtown, which is where they... The, fa- the the tracking started. <laughs> Speaking of indie pop mu- music soundtracks of a right? sad boy finding himself with a manic pixie dream girl. Holy mm. shit! I know it's basically the same movie, right? It is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it was just yeah. There's a lot of weird yeah plot holes and like weird editing issues and stuff. I don't know if it was issues. I think a lot of it was intentional. Like. Maybe yeah. or yeah. like done to cover up that they didn't have the shots because it was done. It was made on a low budget, and then mm-hmm. it was bought by Miramax and then distributed after it was made, yeah. like with yeah. a pretty high budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so like having seen this now, mm-hmm. twenty years later, and as an adult who was not a twenty-six-year-old going through my feelings with indie pop music, exactly, I, I did all of that with the OC. Like I got through it all. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh my. 20-ish feelings. 20, 20-ish feelings. We still have the, the late 30s, early 40s oh my, feelings. I still lay on the couch today watching four hours of Daredevil, but that's a whole other problem. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, exactly. so like watching it now and like my 20-ish year old feelings yeah. aren't present. I'm just like, what is this movie? Well, and then I was like, what's the age difference between Zach Braff and Natalie Portman? Is it sketchy? It's not actually that bad. It's only like five years. Well, Natalie Portman is small and looks... yeah. And that's yeah, a whole... so I think, and I think they were both playing younger. I think so, because she's my age and he's like five years older. Yeah, when I looked it up, so like they're basically like seventy five and eighty one or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. 70, seventy something and eighty one. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like scandalous. And then yeah, I think they were both playing a little bit younger. Yeah, but yeah, well yeah, but, yeah like, she was she, in that she plays... bar, so she was obviously old enough to be in a well, bar. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was a. Small town. I don't like, know. When you bar, look I don't at like the ID person like that, you would ID them all the time. You would assume so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't horrendous. But yeah, they were both playing younger, and mm-hmm. also she was meant to be playing like I don't know. It's like they don't really do a very good job, and I think it's good that they don't like call out like other than maybe she has epilepsy, but like she definitely has a personality that like causes her to sort of be innocent and young but then also like come up and like say she's yes. very blunt she's very blunt um, and yeah. but that's like she has a quirky mom and a weird yeah. family and she has is like a homebody because she has epilepsy even though she drinks yeah. constantly <laughs> yeah and like all of the stuff so she's like has delayed not actual delayed maturation but like delayed lifestyleness delayed adulting yeah. A dated, yeah delayed adulting because of her problems yeah. and then also and she's then he just has like quirky early and... ad- yeah and then he had to grow up really fast but then also didn't because he was just 
yeah didn't really his have dad. experiences yeah yeah so he's just like has been sort of floating through his life yeah so like they're a weird mix in general but there are some like really sweet cute moments mm-hmm. like when they're so they all try to go swimming and he they realize like he didn't know how to swim and i think that's partly because so even before his mom was a paraplegic his mom clearly suffered from like pretty extreme depression and so that was where a lot of his rage as a child came from because his mom like he just didn't know how to make his mom happy Mm -hmm. and like why didn't her dad yeah exactly get get her some help (laughs) it's a bad psychiatrist yeah oh awful yeah, so like he didn't know how to swim, and that's this whole thing. Um, and so they that had this like sort of moment is hilarious. Zach Braff yeah. pretending not knowing how to swim. That's yeah, that's comedy. super funny. It's and very like, much um, um, JD, like just yeah. the physical humor of it. Yeah, yeah, the physical humor. But then afterwards, like they're all sitting around the fire, and then it's just Zach Braff and Natalie Portman, and they have this whole thing of like doing something sort of unique and kooky that nobody's ever done before um or she has this whole thing and so she ends up like tap dancing mm-hmm. for him like in their bathing suits in front of the fire and it's just really cute yeah i don't know like that moment kind of saves a lot of my enjoyment of the movie <laughs> yeah and i really like the people in the boat they're very nice mm, yeah the boat people yeah and the and the, the, i like the, that whole storyline yeah i like that storyline yeah. of the abyss and the screaming is good because then you're at that point mm. where you're like this is like he's waking up then the mm-hmm. fact that literally he hugs, they hug each other, and she mm-hmm. just has to stand there being hugged with her neck in a horrible angle, face away from the camera, while he has a pen in shot of his face for like yeah. two minutes. Uh huh. Like I hope they had a stand in for. Her. Right. It's like <laughs> it's literally like telegraphing. You were not important except to be there to support this man. Yeah, but then it's like when you really think about it, like she's just in the same room as him while he's like learning to feel his feelings mm-hmm. and he's learning to feel his feelings not anything to do with her but because he's coming off yeah. the over medicated state that he's been she's in she's there and and she's there and quirky enough to catch his notice when he was in his medicated state yeah and like pushed through and like yeah like made him be her friend yeah, yeah. and then they get to the airport and she's mm-hmm. sobbing mm-hmm. like over out of control sobbing more crying than she did when her husband turned into Darth Vader and she was pregnant with twins. <laughs> like, yeah, the most I've ever seen Natalie Portman cry. And I'm like, yeah. you've known him for four days. <laughs> like, no, chill I mean, yourself out. Yeah. I mean, he was, he had at that point kind of reverted back to his past self a little bit of like, yeah, he was being very like Closed placating off. and like mm-hmm. totally talking down to her. And yeah. I was like, oh God, it's awful. So like, I think, it basically he started to become a different person mm-hmm. in addition to him to her mm-hmm. being left. Like yeah, yeah. It was like oh you're leaving and you're not actually gonna come back even though you're like placating me so that you mm-hmm. don't have to feel your feelings. Yeah, no. It was and then I I was like does it end here because I did not remember the plot and then he he comes back and like somehow they'll magically make it work but I'm like you have an apartment and like a life and like a job that you hate but still like yeah you might want to like do. You, like, all you brought is, like, a tiny suitcase. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, you have car. to go back eventually. Yeah. And you just yeah, lost exactly. all that money on the, of that plane. Because mm-hmm. you went on. Like, they, they... Yeah, he was sitting on the plane. He was on the plane, so it doesn't count as a canceled flight. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was, it was very dramatic. But as much as it's, like, not really a rom-com, because it's, like, too indie to be a rom-com, it yeah. does have a lot of rom-com tropes. Oh, she, she, oh. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest one that we just yeah. talked about 
Mm-hmm. Manic Pixie Dream Girl, out of control. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. she's so weird and quirky, and her family's weird and quirky, and she ice skates and tap dances and does weird things and yeah. just says weird things, and she's just there to make you feel special. Yeah, yeah. She's so quirky and unique, but she likes you, so therefore you must be quirky and unique yes. and special. Yeah. And she will literally go just hang around you the entire yeah. day. Yeah. She has yeah. nothing better to do in her life, including yeah. go to Basically, her job. A lot of it could have been a puppy dog. Yes. And I feel bad for saying that for Natalie Portman, because like the, when she does get to do stuff, she is really good. Yeah. Like the, the scene on top of the crane when they all scream, I think is really good until it's like the, yeah, the hugging close up of his face. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Like the parts, the stuff she gets to do is really good, but it's just not a very interesting character. No. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Could have been a puppy dog for a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, but he, okay, getting off the plane or, like, the, the dramatic run to reveal your feelings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. Check. And then the, because hand in hand with that is the end shot kissing in the airport. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, everybody yep. just goes about their business around them. And because this bu- movie was so low budget, they didn't actually close any of the airports while yep. people were just at the airport. <laughs> Actual people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sad protagonist saved by a girl, which is kind of like the definition of the Manic Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Dream Girl. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but he's extra sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then the plot of all Hallmark movies going back to your hometown, and then shenanigans ensue, and then falling in love. Yep. And finding yourself. And finding yourself. Yeah. Well, you can't have one without the other, Lindsay. Oh, it's true. Oh, scandalous. (laughs) (laughs) Not in 2004. Nope, and not in the male gaze. No, um, also or true. the Hallmark movies. <laughs> Both. Yeah. Speaking of male um, gaze, mm, guess what this fails extremely? Oh, but the Bechdel test? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. So yeah, there's Sam, who's Natalie Portman's character. There's his aunt, who gives the eulogy and makes him wear a shirt that matches the wallpaper. Wait, but guess fabric wallpaper? I don't really yep. get it, but sure. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a visual joke i guess yes. and there's the unidentified floozies at the party oh, yeah there's right yeah there's random random nameless floozies there's like receptionists and blah 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 yeah, and no, then there's the moms. wife oh yeah and there's the wife of boat guy the the, the guy in the boat yeah, yeah the people who there's like people who live in the abandoned boat to protect the ravine Abyss. or whatever yeah yeah yeah, and the best yeah. friend's mom is Jean Smart, who's always yes. awesome. She oh, she's so good. Left with Jim Parsons. I know. <laughs> he was a knight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, the two of them, like, Jim Parsons is my other favorite part of, of this course. movie. Because it's yeah. just bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, and like, Jean Smart, who now I extra adore because, oh, what is her show that's so good? Hacks. 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 Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so but like none of them talk to each other. No, and if they do, it's like the receptionist telling. Yeah, Sam or like, that, like Sam talks to her mom about the hamster, the hamster. and stuff. Yeah, but like nothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the guy who plays her like adopted brother is one of the main guys in the new Carrie Russell show, The Diplomat. Oh, yeah. I thought it was cheaty for a second, but it, it was just the shirt just and the, the glasses. Accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always looking for cheaty yeah. in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I was like. It's not cheaty, but who is it? It's somebody that I know now, and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's make a sad indie pie. Oh, my God. It's much cooler than mine. <laughs> it was so close to being, like, just 100% melodic indie music. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, like, well, okay, let's give it 
50% melodic in yeah. music yeah, from the 2000s. Good. Yeah. And then another 25% with a, a, a similar flavor, but specifically songs by the shins. Yeah. Because there's like all the songs by the shins. Are what is that. it? Like, because also I was thinking when mm. she first is like, it's the shins and hands him his headphones. I'm pretty sure that's the exact same seat from 500 Days of Summer, which is also Basically. a movie that is ex- the exact same plot as this movie, except yep. Joseph Gordon-Levitt dances in it, so it's therefore it's better. It's marginally better, but yeah. not a lot. Not a lot. I think it's it's worse than this, actually. Oh, uh, Matic the Pixie use of the Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Songs by the Shins, 25%, because they, they have, yeah. like, their own vibe in this. Yeah. Long Awkward Stairs, 20? Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Which leaves us with five for yeah. dead hamsters. <laughs> dead hamsters. There's many more than five dead hamsters, but it makes up 5% of our pie. Yeah. Um, yeah okay Lindsay what's next for them oh nothing just like first of all logistics just in general Mm -hmm. second of all and like he has no job and Mm -hmm. all this stuff and he's still coming off of his drugs and doesn't know what his life is going to be like he obviously is going to have depression plus Mm -hmm. other things probably anxiety Mm -hmm. and he's going to have to deal with all of that while he lives with his dad like yeah it's bad he all of his friends are stoners Mm -hmm. which Um, goes really great with like trying to figure out your um life your medication also and your medication and also doesn't go well with a lot of that and also trying to have a relationship with somebody Uh like yeah yeah it's just yeah no no. and like i could see them like staying together for a while and then realizing like oh wait we actually have nothing real Mm -hmm. or like nothing still in common like it was and i don't think that makes it a failure it just no it wasn't meant to be a long-term relationship no i don't think it i think the tears that she was feeling Mm -hmm. were again over dramatic like over not over dramatic but also over like too much for the relationship level that they are at of not even just the four days but like you guys really aren't that close. Yeah. You like spent a lot of time together. But at like different... in a weird emotional space. Yes. Yeah. And you also it's haven't like... really talked to each other very much. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also never spent like a normal day where you go to no. work and like. Yeah. They've just had like funerals and crazy adventures. Yeah. 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 It's like speed. Yes. But they call yeah. it out in speed, which is why. Exactly. It's a rom-com and I'm going to put it on the list. I'm pretty sure it's already on the list. I'm pretty sure we put it on the list. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, what's next for us? <laughs> Dance. 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 Yeah. Yes, so in two yeah. weeks, we will be back with Center Stage. Oh, so fun. Never, not a single problem in that movie. Nope. Zero. <laughs> not at all. I mean, you can love it. And, and I, I, I can do. have problems. I've already spent a lot of my life thinking about what I'm going to talk about. There's a whole song about that. <laughs> Problematic faith. Yeah. Yeah. And then also after that, we'll be doing Shall We Dance? Mm-hmm. And for Patreon, we'll be doing Save the Last Dance. Yay. Yeah. Anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget that you can rate or review us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on social media. We're at Charts and Hearts Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Charts and Hearts on Twitter. Or you can head to our website, chartsandhearts.com, where you can submit your suggestions for rom-coms and tropes for us to add to the list. And you can check out our Patreon at Charts and Hearts Club 
Uh, we had a great time talking about episode oh, two, uh, Attack of the Clones. Episode two, yes. And <laughs> I think that you would really enjoy that episode. Also, it's only 20 minutes, so you don't have to, like, listen about, hear about Minicorians or Star Wars politics. Yeah. We just, didn't really talk about any Star Wars. Just no, the very, rom-com parts. Just the rom-com parts. We know so our great. <laughs> yeah, in the podcast universe. Um, yeah. And don't forget to let us know what your, th- your thoughts on this movie. And in the meantime, if you can't laugh at yourself, life is going to seem a whole lot longer than you'd like. Hmm. Hmm. Bye.